Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Can we just rise up on our feet? I know I've been sitting down. We just need to, to move a bit, isn't it? Father Lord, we say thank you. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives. As we're about to hear from your word, Father Lord, I ask that you use me to speak your word. Let it be not me speaking. Let it be your word. Even as people come expectant, Father Lord, I pray they will connect with this word in the mighty name of Jesus. And your name alone will be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Please greet two people before sitting down. If I can't greet two people, then I don't think you should sit down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may have your seat if you have done that. I can't have my seat because I didn't greet two people. Hallelujah. Let's not ever take that for granted. I can remember some years back, we couldn't even greet anybody. It was COVID, wasn't it? Yes. Now you're able to shake people. And God is good. God is faithful. Hallelujah. Uh, one thing, when I was preparing for this message, I was wondering what to speak to God's people about. And uh, I know we have already spoken about open doors and keys for open doors, isn't it? And I sat down in my office and I was thinking, God, what shall I speak to people? And God said, what is before you? Literally, what is before you? And I said, God, I'm writing a technical report, you know? He said, speak to them about it. So we're going to have Engineering 101 today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And we'll get somewhere, by the way. So don't be look perplexed. Now, my first question to you, okay, is what is a dead leg? Does anybody know what a dead leg is? A dead leg? No, my brother, I won't. I, won't, I know you know this. <laughs> there are some people that can know the disciplines and I can see they know the answers. What is a dead leg? There's a medical one and there's one in the oil and gas. Am I correct? Who else? But I can't help me. Ah, okay, no flow, no going out. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, I know a lot of us are in engineering, but we have piping systems, okay? And there are components of a piping system usually that have no flow. Nothing goes through. So you might have pipings around, but it's a component of a piping system that has no flow. There is minimal flow of anything inside. Because inside your pipe, you have water, isn't it? Is there water or whatever you have that is flowing through it? So it has zero minimal no flow. And it can also be a location because it might have different structures in the piping network, okay? And it will be stagnant or intermittent flow. Now, that is what in engineering we refer to as a dead leg. I know medically there's something else that they mean as a dead leg, but engineering is where you don't have any flow in a system, in a piping network. Now, I'll give you a visual for you to be able to understand what I'm talking about, okay? In the next slide, you'll see two options. One is the correct one, one is the false one. Am I correct? In the first one that is marked X, you can see the way the pipe is staying and is retaining fluid. Am I correct? In the second one, you can see a different construction. It's looking like a U-shape. It's keeping that part. And the third one also, you can see a different configuration. All right? Now, the one that's the check is the way it's supposed to be designed. Okay? It's supposed to be able to drain the water out and take it out. 
And the second one also has a drain. Are you, sure? are you, are you with me? So that in layman's term is what we have and it's a dead leg. And for any engineering design you have, the X is not what you should do. The one with the tick mark is how you're meant to design it. Okay? Are we together? Are you with me? Okay, excellent. Now, these dead legs have certain characteristics. I heard a bit of words inside them, okay? They have certain characteristics. And you can see my beautiful picture inside there. That's the inside of a pipe. I see this every day. I try to prevent this every day. So the job that God was telling me about was a picture looking exactly like this. And I had to write a root cause analysis about why it became like this. Now, the first characteristic you'll find in dead legs, okay? The first characteristic you'll find in dead leg is that there's stagnancy. You saw the first drawing I saw, isn't it? It's containing water. It's containing fluids. It's containing things. There's stagnancy inside there. Even if they look at this pipe, you might see a bit of water or fluids at the bottom of that. Are we together? Can you see that? Now, you can see here, there is really no flow inside and out. You can have a stagnant pool. Give me an example of somewhere that has a stagnant. There's a, there's a body of water that has stagnancy in the world. Very common. A lake? Eh? Not the Black Sea. The Black Sea, okay, yes, but there's one that's very, very common. Dead Sea. It has inflow, no outflow. Are we together? And that's what you have in dead legs, okay? Sometimes you can even say your economy is dead, isn't it? Yeah? Am I correct? It's still, it's of no use. Now, because there is no flow inside these things, it collects a lot of rubbish. If I leave the pipe, you can see that there, it collects a lot of rubbish, there's a lot of debris. Anything that flows there remains there. In the Dead Sea, what do we have in the Dead Sea? Commonly, what does it retain? Salt. Because there's nowhere for it to flow. So the salt is remaining there. Now, after it remains there, you can see what we have there. Corrosion. It corrodes and spoils the environment. That pipe, in a couple of years, it will be gone. Am I correct? It will be gone. And the one I was looking at, the pipe is about to be gone. And I had to give them a solution to what it is. Hallelujah. Now, today, we're looking at one of those characters. Okay? The major issue in a dead leg is what? Stagnancy. So today, my question to you is, are you stagnant? Are you stagnant? That is what we're talking about today. Are you stagnant? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But you might not say you're not a pipe. You're a pipe in God's hands. Hallelujah. The question to you is, are you stagnant? And we'll be able to answer that today. Hopefully, time permitting. I might have to rush through, but God will help us. Brother Lyndon, and our text is taken for Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 1 to 7. Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 1 to 7. Deuteronomy 2, verse 1 to 7. The desert years. Then we turned and journeyed into the wilderness in the way of the Red Sea. As the Lord spoke to me, we, smirk, we skipped, skated mountains here for many days. And the Lord spoke to me saying, You have skated this mountain 
long enough turn northward and command the people saying you are about to pass through the territory of your brethren the descendants of esau who who live in seir and they will be afraid of you therefore watch themselves carefully do not meddle with them i will not give you any of their land no 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 not much as one footstep because i have given mount seir to esau as a position you shall buy food from them with money and you will and you may eat and you also you shall also bring water from them with money that you may drink for the lord your god has blessed you in all your work of your of your hands he knows your your trudging through the wilderness to the great wilderness these 40 years and the lord your god has been with you you have lacked nothing praise the lord hallelujah this is a story of the children of israel isn't it they were on mount horeb if you can remember and from there they were on mount seir around the same thing they were on top of the mountain and you can look at it like being in oman they were having a good time there was no need for them to move but meanwhile god had already told them there's a promised land for you to go to am i correct but then they saw the good uh, atmosphere they had on top of that mountain and the lord said that they have been circulating that mountain for too long okay it's time to go northward it's time to move now this might just look at a couple of things in those passage they were going to pass through enemy territory but the enemy will be afraid of them okay they will buy food and drink with their own money that means god was going to provide for them the outcome they required and that was giving them the reason for them to move now someone would ask me now why are we not talking about stagnancy let's get the basics we were created to increase we were created not to be stagnant do you agree with me if you go and check the bible the first commandment ever to man was what to be fruitful and multiply to take possession to do, to have dominion that was the first instruction god gave adam are we together now if someone is talking to you the first thing you take is the first instruction and the last instruction am i correct and if god gave adam that first instruction then we need to take it seriously in all aspects of our lives are we together in azar 54 2-3 it says enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings do not spare lend lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes for you shall expand to the right and to the left and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited inhabited that is what god is saying you're going to expand to the left and right expand your territory if you don't do that there will be no expansion are we together now i'm not trying to say go and buy big clothes because you're going to expand physically there's some expansion that's not required in that way okay but spiritually and all aspects of your life you need to get ready for an increase you cannot increase if everything is small okay now we were made to also to increase okay in first chronicles 9:24-27 it says do you not know that those who run in a race all run but one receives the prize run in such a way that you may obtain it and everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things 
Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown. But we for an imperishable crown. Therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty, thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body. Don't forget that word, discipline my body and bring it to subjection. Lest when I have preached to others, I myself have become disqualified. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? I'm trying to give you reasons from the Bible why we're not required to be stagnant. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Unfortunately, a lot of us Christians are not following that instructions. We're not following the instructions to increase. We're not following the instructions to multiply as God has instructed us. Are we together? I'm not even talking about even offspring. Even offspring were failing to do that. We were failing to multiply. In those days, we were having, uh, people were having six children, isn't it? Now we have gone down to about two, and very soon people are getting that to about one. Are you getting it? That's not God's plan. God's plan is for us to increase, even physically, in whatever we have, whatever God has entrusted to our hands. The church cannot be shrinking daily. It's supposed to be expanding. There was a phase that the church was expanding so much that the gospel went out. Now, don't get me wrong that people, that people are not connecting, but we're supposed to be on the increase. Are we together? One of the things I find out is, if you don't increase, you will decrease. Are we together? If we don't increase, you will decrease. It's just a normal thing. If you go and read the Bible and find a story about the talent, the person that was not given, it was taken away from him and given to the one that increased. Are we together? It's even a small building. Let me, let's, let's, let's use this church for example. I can see slots, empty seats. That means we have room to increase. Now, let's imagine the church was this half of this size and was squeezed into this. Some people come to church one day and say, oh no, I can't come back here. It's too tight. I can't get a seat. Are you getting in? Are you together? And that's what the Bible says, increase your stakes, isn't it? If you're expecting increase, you won't go and stay in a small place. Are you together? If God has spoken to you, you expand. And that's the mindset I want us to be looking at it. Even with the passion for souls, we should be able to think about it that way. And lastly also, God is glorified when we increase. Let no one deceive you that God is not happy. And I'll show you in John 15 verse 8. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit so that you will be my disciples. God is glorified when he brings more souls. God is glorified when he increases in what he has entrusted their hands to. The servant that had the highest talent, the master was happy with him and increased it for him. Yes, there's a story about being content. I'm okay with that. But God is also happy when you increase, when you don't stay stagnant. Are we together? God bless you. Are we together? We have examples in the Bible of people that were stagnant that had some form of stagnation in their life until they overcame it. In the Old Testament, we had Anna. Anna was always going to the temple. She didn't have a child. Until God visited her and gave her Samuel and other ones that came. Are we together? Blind Bartimaeus. He was blind for many years until he met the master. 
you can say his life was in stagnant condition. The man by the pool of Bethesda. Am I correct? He was there for how many years? Do you know how many years? 38. 38 years. 38 years. In one place, 38 years. Can you imagine that? The moment of the issue of blood. How many years? 12 years. My sisters, can you imagine having an issue of blood for 12 years? It will be miserable, isn't it? You will not be able to, you, I don't know, you will go into some form of de- depression, if I'm not mistaken. But this was somebody with 12 years stagnation. Another one was Jabez, isn't it? <laughs> Jabez one was from birth. He had no option, he was born into it. Last, was it last Friday or the Friday before? Another person that had a bit of stagnation in his life was Jacob. Am I correct? He served for how many years? 14 years. Rachel must be special. I think uh, some men, after the first seven, seven, say, okay, I'll take what I have. Rachel, bye-bye. But he did over time, 14 years, for the wife that was promised to him. He was doing the same thing to someone that was cheating him. At that time, he would say, where's the end to this? Where's the end to this? Naaman was born a leper, but he was a mighty person. Okay? These are just examples for us to buttress my point. Now, they have different types of stagnation, and I'm coming down home now. We have spiritual stagnation. That's number one. You're stagnant. Your prayer life is not the way it used to be. Am I correct? Your passion for Christ is not the way it used to be. When you are born again, you are on fire. Somehow that fire has died out along the line. Praise the Lord. Am I speaking to someone here? You have involved in ministry. You are everywhere in that ministry. We are all about that ministry. Now is come see, come sir. As it happens, I go. You are sharing a testimony that happened 20 years ago. Don't get me wrong, I love testimonies. 20 years ago. How about the one that happened last year? Why aren't you having more testimonies? Were there evidences of God doing things in your life? How is your walk with God? Before you could pray for two hours non-stop. Now 15 minutes. Is difficult. There's a question mark there. Before you pray and things will happen. Now you pray, things will happen and you call pastor, please, I need backup. What's happening? Think about it. You're stagnant in that position and that's not God's will for your life spiritually. Even in your own ministry. Hallelujah. Number two, financial stagnation. End of year, people are expressing bonuses, pay increase. And then someone will stand up and say, hey, there's no pay increase this year. There's no bonuses this year. It's going to be the same thing. If you're an employee, 
You started as a graduate engineer, let's say for example, and 20 years down the line, you're still a graduate engineer. <laughs> you're stagnant, isn't it? There's no progress. Is that God's will for your life? Based on what we had, that's not God's will for your head. There has to be a projection. Am I correct? There has to be a projection where you're going to. Thank God we prayed for Nikhil. There's a projection, isn't it? I can remember with Brother Roy said, oh, Nikhil just finished school, we're praying for a job. I said, don't worry, we'll pray. But he's going to get a job. He got a job, even though he was going to the field, I think. Am I correct? After a while, a wife came. That's increase, am I correct? One, two. Am I correct? Now he's moving on to a different challenge. And very soon we hear the cry of babies. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. I didn't say amen to that. Yeah. That's the increase. That is the trajectory we're talking about. Even in your career, that is what God wants you to do. It's not for you to be comfortable where you are. Sometimes it deceives us. The real that we're collecting deceives us. Third one. Relationship. Influential stagnation. Sometimes somebody gets to a marriageable age, he cannot even get married. There's stagnation. I have a family that we know. All the ladies are married, one way or the other, but they have never had children. They have stagnation there. Not one, not two, there are about five of them. Stagnant. Now, you can tell me some of this stagnation can be selective, it can be partial, or it can be total. Some areas of spiritual life, the stagnation, some areas are doing well. Okay? Some areas of your finances are doing well. Some areas you're having, you're struggling. Now, we'll fast forward quickly. I know I'm having just a minimal time. Are you with me, please? What's the causes of stagnation? We have to find the causes before we find what are the remedies for it. Number one, sin. It's simple. If you're not walking with God, there's no way you can grow. Typical example of Samson. Samson was created to do more than, he cre- more than he was meant to do, isn't it? But he fell into sin with Delilah and everything, and his destiny was cut short. A lot of times, that is what we're struggling with. In what sin? Especially the one that nobody can see. Am I correct? But God can see. And God said, I will not entrust you with an increase because you have these issues that you have not dealt with. Are we together? The second down, which is also very passionate for me, is lack of knowledge and vision. Oh my goodness. Hosea 4, 6 says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from being priests for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. Ignorance. Ignorance. It's stagnation in everybody's life. You do not know because you do not have the knowledge. Even the word. You have not increased because you do not have the knowledge of the word. You're in the hospital, there's a, there's a story, the doctor has said something, but what does the word of God say? If you don't know what the word of God says, then how will you get your healing? Are we together? 
even the secular. There's no way you will increase if you do not have the knowledge. Are we together? Are we together? The third one, I know I'm, I'm, I'm just aware of some, I have so much time, little time left, is demonic activity. Generational curses. Sometimes people have made covenants on your behalf. That's why you see when something happens to one generation, it comes down to a certain generation. Are we together? And you have to take note of those spiritual things in the spirit. I had an uncle, and this is why I'll just share this with you. He will get to do something, and then when he's about to finish it, he never finishes it. Once he builds a house, he's almost finishing building a house, he ends up not finishing it. He goes to school, he's about to graduate, he doesn't finish it. Are we together? So what's wrong with happening here? He gives birth to my cousin. My cousin goes to university. The last year, he had one paper that he failed. He was to go back, he has not finished that course up to today. I called his younger brother and said, hey, this is not going to happen to you. We have to pray this out. Are you kidding me? I don't know what's happened in the past, but you should be able to see a trend and you should be able to pray against it. Are we together? In Daniel, Daniel prayed and they were holding back his answer. Paul said in 1 Thessalonians, but we brethren having been taken away from you for a short time in, in presence, not in heart, endeavored more eagerly to see your face with great desire. Therefore, we wanted to come to you, even I, Paul, time and again, but Satan hindered us. Are you getting me? There's issues. There are issues that happen in the spiritual realm that you have to be able to take care of. Are we together? Number four, which is common, procrastination and laziness. I don't know how to put this. I was trying to say, trying to be dip diplomatic and remove the word laziness, but it's laziness. Let's call it what it is. Proverbs 34, 33 to 34 says, A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the arms to rest, so shall poverty come like a prowler, and your need like an armed man. Mental laziness, spiritual laziness, and physical laziness. It can be partial. You can have the physical laziness. You're not going to exercise. God help some of us. We need to do more of it. You know what I'm saying? But you also have mental laziness. You don't want to engage what God has given you. Let me just do a quick survey. How many people have read one book this year? One book this year. One book. Thank you. Oh, only two people have read one book. Oh, my goodness. One book. I'm not saying the Bible. One book. Yes. Two books. Okay. Excellent. Three books. The hands are getting dropped. <laughs> Excellent. Four books. Four. Excellent. Five. Uh -huh. Okay. Ten books. Excellent. 
what are we challenging our minds to? This is the ninth month of the year. Am I correct? Nine months of the year. Easily, we should have like nine books or ten books have read them. I'm challenging my own self also. Okay? I'm not saying you, even me. I have not been up to that, ten books. Okay? But we need to get to that level. The Bible is good. We read it, but we also have to read other books that will also supplement and give us understanding what's in the Bible and also what's in the secular. That idea is just for you to be able to know we're not challenging ourselves normally. Of course, maybe if they say, okay, read this book, otherwise you won't get paid your salary. You'll quickly go and read it, isn't it? But we need to challenge ourselves mentally. What is happening there? What are the new trends that's happening there? But if I throw it out the other way, who has watched one movie today, this year? I'm sure everybody raised his hands. Oh, come on. Nobody wants to raise his hand. <laughs> Hallelujah. The important ones is what you're supposed to do. Praise the Lord. Are we together? Number five, fear. We fear a lot. We're afraid to come out of the boat. We're afraid to come out of the boat. The cripples that there was a famine in Judea and they were supposed to go to Samaria. And they said, let us go. Because if we stay, we die. If you go and they kill us, so be it. Sometimes we're so much afraid that until when God kicks us out. He said, I'm tired of you. I've, take, I've asked you to take a step. You don't want to take a step. Some of the hardships some of you are facing today, some of us are facing today, is because we have refused to listen to what God has told us to do. Concerning our future, concerning our career, concerning our ministry. Maybe you're not in the right place. Maybe God has spoken to you. But Mount Horeb, Mount Seir, in Oman, is comfortable for you. Fear. And the fear grows as you begin to have children, isn't it? Ask anybody that's moving. When you're, when you're the only one, you're moving. It's easy. You just carry your bags and you just jump in them. But when you have a family, a wife, and kids, it's asking, no, no, is this God speaking or is it, is it the devil deceiving me? And it might not look creative on the other side, but God is asking you to move. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. 2 Timothy 1.7 Isaiah 41.10 Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Fear not. The people that are going, that's what I was talking, I think I was talking to Sister Amy before there. I said, go. You might have some bumps, but God is there with you. That's what God is saying. God is saying, he's going to do it. Number six, normalization and comfort. Hmm. There's nothing like a comfort zone. I don't want anything to change. I don't want things to change. This is the way I've been running my ministry for the past years. I don't want anything to change. We've been doing it for the past 30 years. So we're comfortable with it. Is that what God wants? The status quo has to change. When Paul was in the missionary journey, he made things change around. 
He brought new doctrines to the, to, to the church at that time. He brought new ideas that people did not know. Your ministry cannot grow if you're in the comfort zone. You cannot grow if you're in a normal job. I was looking at a job opening another day, and I was looking at my job and was just texting my wife. My wife just looked and said, no, 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 no. You can't go to this job opening. Even if they pay you more, you cannot go back to this job opening because they have moved on beyond it. Are you getting it? You have to think bigger for yourself. It's lovely here. Peace of mind. You know, I traveled the last time. When I was changing the reals, I was looking at the big amount of money. I said, ah, this is big money. I'm sure when you go change it to rupees, it's, it's big money, isn't it? But maybe that's not where God wants you to be here. God can bless you anywhere. Anywhere. Sometimes we just close our minds that this is it. This is the end of the world. This is where I am. You might say you are the best instrumentalist. I'm doing well here. I'm doing fantastic. But there might be more for you to do out there. But you need to apply yourself. Are we together? In Philippians 3, Paul says, I have, not that I have already attained or I am already perfected, but I press on. The second inside thinking, how do we use it uh, in Nigerian parlance? We inside thinking that I have arrived, isn't it? You have landed. I'm okay. Then that is where the question mark is. No matter your comfort, you strive for more. Are we together? The last one is selfishness. Okay? Sometimes people are stagnant because people don't want to release them to go. Am I correct? People don't want them to release them to go. I've been to ministries. I think I was having a conversation with somebody and he said he's not happy with certain churches because the pastor will see someone going and say, no, 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 you shouldn't go. God has not called you to go. Meanwhile, God is looking to bless that person. But maybe the pastor is looking at his revenue. This person's tithes and offerings are going to go somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Try and stay. You know what I'm saying? What am I trying to say? If you're in a position of authority, spiritual position of authority, look to grow your people. Are we together? Look to expand them. Look to make them better. To make them grow. That tomorrow, they might be in a different location, but they're doing well for God. Are we together? Don't keep people in a cocoon. Even in your office. I think when I was leaving uh, PDO then, and the person that was training for me, he, he came and said, he said, he said something that really touched me. And they were giving passwords. He said, I have not seen an expert like this. I was brought here to take over his job, and I knew nothing. But yet he poured everything he had in him to me to be a better person. And that's when I felt fulfilled because I felt I've achieved what I was there to do. I was new. I knew he was there to replace me. I didn't hide my knowledge. In fact, I even threw him to the deep end. Sometimes he was swimming. I said, no, you have to know this. He had needed to get his technical authority. He had some gaps. I fought for him to go to Germany for three months, intent, to get, cover those gaps and come back. 
But yet, he was supposed that someone that was going to replace me. Are we together? Develop the people under you. Develop them. Let them grow. Jesus Christ was developing the discipleship. Disciples. He sent them two by two, isn't it? He sent them out. Whoever God has entrusted and care, please don't cage them. God will ask you about them later in life. Are we together? So I've mentioned seven things. Okay? Seven things that are causes of stagnation. Sin was number one. Lack of knowledge and lack of vision. Demonic activity and generational curses. That's number three. But I'll add something on that demonic activities. Just before we go, as I was just rounding up, I think I missed a part. Sometimes we also put self-limitations on ourselves. It cannot, sometimes it's not what is generational. Sometimes you just see something and say, I can't do it. Don't ever say you cannot. I ask people to come and say, come and lead prayer. Oh, brother, I cannot. I'm not fixed to pray. Are you getting it? I ask someone to come and lead praise and worship. No, 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 I'm afraid to. No, 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 I cannot. That's not my calling. Don't impose self-limitations on yourself. God can use anybody. Are we together? If God can use the disciples as raw and crude as they are, he can use anybody. If God can use a donkey to speak, are you a donkey? You're not a human being. Am I correct? So if God can even use a donkey to speak, why why can't God use you? Anybody that you see that is a man of God or whatever it is, he didn't start that way. Believe me, there was a starting point. You need to apply yourself in the world. If you have an opportunity for God, someone has given you an opportunity to come and bless people, to be part of administration, don't ever say no. Are we together? Don't ever say no. It might not be me. It might be somebody else within your ministries. Please step up to the mark. Are we together? Step up to the mark. Offer yourself. Sometimes people don't offer themselves, but when they're called, please step up to the mark. Hallelujah. Then the next one I, I talked about was procrastination and laziness. That does not need much. Okay? Five was fair, which we all have. Six, comfort and normalization, which I've mentioned. And the seven is selfishness. Now, we've gotten the causes. I'm going to wrap up, but I'm going to talk about how do we prevent it. It's wrong for me to tell you all these things without preventing it. The first thing is to be guided and led by God. To be guided and led by God. The first picture I showed you of those pipings, am I correct? We have to design it out. Every design you have, you design it out. The same thing in life. If you're guided by God, you can never get it wrong. You cannot be stagnant. When he told the children of Israel to leave Mount Seir and Mount Horeb, he was directing them. They were guiding him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll make straight your path. That was the what? That's the verse of the day. Of the week, isn't it? 
Promise of the week. If you are guided by God, you can never be stagnant. Hallelujah. Are you with me? If you are guided by God, you will not be stagnant. Because God will lead you aright, but you have to obey. You have to obey. There's no way you'll be guided by God if you have not given your life to God. If you don't have the Spirit of God in you. That's the first point. Please, have the Spirit of God. Listen to what the Holy Spirit is telling you. That's the only way. God can tell you to stay for a while and you move. God will tell you to move and when you say you don't want to move, there's a problem. Are we together? Number two, you need a retreat. You need to recharge spiritually to refocus. Are we together? When Jesus had gone and done certain things, he would move out and go and pray and recharge. When the ninth month of the year, have you gone back and taken stock of the year? You have to go and take stock of the year and pray and see what you have now achieved or what you're going to achieve. Are we together? Number three, after doing that, you change direction if you need to change direction. Beautiful character for me in the Bible. First Chronicles 4, 19. Jabez, he took stock of his situation and he went back to God and prayed that God, that you bless me indeed. Enlarge my territories. And what happened to him? His direction, his destiny changed. If you're in a stagnant position, go back to God. Pray. Change direction. What God has asked you to change, change. Among those seven things, whatever God has convinced you to do, change. Change direction if you need to. If it's not working, You cannot enhance failure. You cannot continue with failing. It didn't work, you continue, it didn't work. Have you ever done IKEA before? Have you ever tried to put IKEA before? The secret about IKEA, when all those uh, IKEA shows you're putting things together, if it does not fit easily, you're getting it wrong. Am I correct? It has been kept in a way that it will be able to fit in properly. And you continue pounding, pounding, or doing it, you're going to break the whole thing. So you have to take, go back, look at the instructions, reassess it, and find the right way to go. Training. Training. Number four, training. Make a personal commitment to grow. Okay? You have to make it. That's why I mentioned to you about books. I mentioned to you about messages. Christian literature. You have to train yourself. Sometimes after we come to church, oh, well, bread of life, first four stages of discipleship training, I've done my Christian training for the rest of my life. Come on, guys. Are you with me? There are so much available resources. Even if you read something and you don't understand or you have question mark, there are people that you can go back and rub your minds with. 
But never stop reading and training yourself. I always like interacting with my brother Deji. I know most of you know brother Deji. Am I correct? Brother Deji was a pastor in the Netherlands before he came and joined us here in Bread of Life. Most of you don't know he was a pastor, but he was a pastor. And he left. He went back to Shell and he retired because he had reached the age of retirement. With all he knew, he still went back to another Bible college just to go and absorb the word of God. Sometimes I call him at length, we're talking for hours. He's telling me what he has, what he has been taught. Are you with me? That's the hunger I want you to have for the things of God, to grow. I know my time is up. Lastly, fellowship. We say it's our year of fellowship, isn't it? Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Please, attach to yourself to someone that you see is growing. How did you go about this? Some of us feel that we're too, we know it too much. Am I correct? Uh, we call them in Nigeria, we used to call them ITK. I too know. Am I correct? You don't want to be taught. You don't want to go and fellowship with people that will teach you. Believe me, if I want to learn something, I'll go and knock on your door. Even if I have not said hello to you. I say, brother, I hear. This is what you're good in. Please, can you teach me? Do you understand what I'm saying? You cannot be standing out of loof and see something happening to somebody else. You cannot go and tap into it. That is part of fellowship. Brother, I can see you can pray very well. What are the secrets of prayer? Uh, brother, you're playing the keyboard very well. How can I better myself in playing the keyboard? That is fellowship. That is growing. You're sharpening one another. In the same vein, you don't keep useless associations that you will not learn anything from. My youth, are you here with me? Attach yourself to someone that will better you. Okay? That's the issue about mentorship. You have people in this church that are older than you. There are people that are, are, are in the same business in you. Whether it's sales, whether it's accounting. Hey, uncle, how do I go about this? Oh, uncle, how did you get where you got, got to here? Please, can you give me tips? That shows you want to grow. So, just wrap, wrap up. I gave you three things. Guided by God. Have a retreat. Change direction, train yourself, and fellowship with one another. Now, in conclusion, in conclusion, I started with a question. And I'll end with questions. And I want you to bring out your tablet, your paper. Are you stagnant in your Christian walk? and other areas of your life. What areas are those? Please type it there. Be honest with yourself. I'm just going to do this a few minutes. Just write it down. What areas do you think you have been stagnant? I'm not looking at your list. I'm asking you, in your spiritual work with God, what areas have you been stagnant?
in your secular part? What areas have you been stagnant? In the ministries that have been given to you, what areas have you been stagnant? Jot it down. I'm not going to leave here until I've written it. I still have a few minutes. Second question in my conclusion. It's simple. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? As you have written these things, I'm convinced within myself that the God that we serve is a faithful God. Where things or issues have been stagnant in your life, they shall be revived in the mighty name of Jesus. As you take a step to move forward, God will go with you. He said you go northward. This is his promise. You buy food and drink with your own money. He will provide for you as you continue taking that walk with him. The Lord will bless us in Jesus' name. God bless you. Let us be on our feet, church. I don't know what you have written down, but this is time for you to pray. That I want you to begin to pray and say, Oh Lord, please help me to break every yoke of limitation and stagnation in my life. Whatever you have written down, as what has made you to remain stagnant spiritually, even in your circular job. This is the time for you to pray against it and break that yoke that Lord help me to break the yoke of limitation and stagnation in the mighty name of Jesus. We don't have much time, please, brethren, pray. Break that yoke that has allowed you to remain in one place. That thing that has allowed you to, not to grow not to develop yourself. Break the yoke right now. Pray unto God that I decree every embargo that is bringing you down, every embargo that is not allowing you to, to, to grow, that God Almighty in his mercy shall break it in the mighty name of Jesus. That God should remove all the hands of Satan, all the hands of enemy that have not allowed you to move forward. All the plans of Satan that can allow you to remain in one place that God Almighty should destroy it in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we want to thank you for the message that you have given us today. Many of us, we are remain in one place. When we're supposed to move, we have not moved. Thank you, Lord, for this message that you have used to open our understanding. That yes, when you speak for us to move, we move forward. When you speak for us to grow, we have to grow. Father, we bless your holy name. We Glorify your name, Lord. Every spiritual thing that is not allow us to grow, Father, we remove it by the mighty power of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus. Everything that is not allow, allowing our life to move forward, that will make us to remain in one place, 
Father, we remove them with the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let the power of God remove them in Jesus' name. Blessed be your holy name, Lord. Father, as we go into our different home this afternoon, let your presence go with us in Jesus' name. Every area of that our life that will remain stagnant. Father, we pray that your Holy Spirit will move us forward in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, almighty God. We bless your holy name. Lord, we pray for your son that you have used for all this day. More anointing in the mighty name of Jesus. Continue to use him so that we can hear more technically and spiritually from him in the mighty name of Jesus. The source of wisdom you have given to him shall never dry up in Jesus' name. And I pray God will bless you. Bless sister. Bless your children. Bless the work of your hand in the mighty name of Jesus. Concerning our program for this week, Father, take control in Jesus' name. Concerning our program for the year, Father, take control in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, almighty God. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Uh, before we share the grace, please, you have to exit through my left side. At the right side, there are a lot of crowd at the entrance, this direction we are Follow to enter and enter the church. Please exit through my left side. God bless you. Let's joyfully share the grace together in fellowship. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. Let's quickly exit the hall, please.